Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 173. SCP-173 is the main villain from the SCP games. Um, Don't know much about him, but I've seen him before. He's definitely part of internet culture, so SCP-173. I'm Trey, joined by Dylan and Cameron. Tucker has been away from his phone, uh, probably closing up the restaurant, so... Um, how we doing, gentlemen? We're good. All right, winners and losers. First off, for our poll, Cam's taking home a point for his take that Aaron Rodgers will uh, lead the Jets to the AFC Championship. Huge. I love it. I love that I have some support on that. That was an awesome poll. I like that poll. Every, just, was, everyone yeah, had Aaron Rodgers. Everyone was on the Rodgers train. I don't think there's been a... St- I'm surprised that's the story that we all united on with the same takes. Like, I think we've had two or three of the same topic takes before, but I've never, I don't know if we've ever had all four. So, and I think the week before was the big, or one of our, if not the first big four uh, take. We've had that a couple times. That's been like two or three times we've hit every, every sport. But yeah, that's also a rarity. So we're in rare form right now. But um, yeah, so another winner, I'm going to say me. Clearly, the Boston Bruins didn't know how to handle adversity. Um, I'll touch more on it later. We'll get into it. But um, I think maybe that if they weren't, uh, they they didn't have the pressure on them that they did, maybe they would have played a little better. So um, I'm going to give myself a winner there. Uh, winner, Wasted Takes Draftology. Four and a half correct picks coming off the mock. Um, that I believe is a record for us. Now the picks themselves, um, first two picks, Cam and I nailed, uh, easy, easy ones. there. not maybe as easy as typical years, but easy there. Um, Dylan with Bijan Robinson at eight, huge, which is a huge pickup. We trolled him for it. I mean, it made sense. It made uh, sense. We also, it's Atlanta. They're stupid. Give over a huge loser. Tucker McNinch not taking the best player in the draft uh, at three. CJ, I took the best player in the draft at three. I did took the best player in the draft at three. I stand by it. No, you did not take Will Anderson. I took Jalen Carter, the best player in the draft. Well, you were wrong. Only time. Everyone's saying, like, Eagles stole the draft, like, Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. That's what everyone said. All right, whatever. Anyways, continuing. You did right, that's all I'm saying. Cam got. Will it didn't go three? Oh, wait, did it? Oh, wait, he did go three. Fuck. Cam. No, but didn't he go like nine? Who went? Who was the guy that fell? Because Jalen Carter something. went nine. Yeah. Will Anderson went three. Will Anderson went three. Yeah. Um, Luke Van Ness Cam for Green Bay at pick thirteen. Drilled that Knew one. It. Wanted a wide receiver there. Yep. They went away from wide receiver, so that's typical Green Bay. And Dylan followed up with a half point on pick twenty-four. The twenty-fourth pick in the draft was Deontay Banks, but there was a trade. I forget where he ended up going. Um, it was with a, the Giants. Okay, so yeah. yeah. No, nope. Wait. Uh, okay, I, I see. Okay. We traded up to 24 for Deontay Banks. Yeah. Yes, that's So we had him in the right spot, just the wrong team. So Dylan uh, gets a okay. half. Okay, I thought he got the Jaguars guy right. 
Okay. So Cam gets two picks, right? Dylan gets one and a half. I had one, and Tucker did not get one. Now, I would like to add that I, I get another half point because I had my asterisks on the cornerback, whatever his name was. Emmanuel Forbes. I, and I said, I'm going to choose this guy because it's the best cornerback on the board, but it's actually going to be this guy, whoever it was, and I got it right. And it so was like Emmanuel to- I would like to argue a half point because I, I explicitly like said a point for me because I did my own mock draft in the first round. And I got the Patriots pick right. Oh, that doesn't count. Uh, well, yeah, that doesn't count at all. Um, I'll concede. I'll concede to Cam, but I'll take. I'll take one point nine nine points. I know the Patriots better than Trey. Okay. Um, any other winners and losers? Yeah. Winter Panthers. Yeah, me. we. I mean, we covered that. Yeah. Yeah, not enough. We'll talk about it more. Okay. We um, don't have to. <laughs> we 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 have a very uh, we have a theme to this episode. It's gonna have a lot to do with uh, choking. So yeah, <laughs> it's gonna have a lot to do with un- the the inability to take in air. Um, but continuing, um, does anyone want to lead off wasted takes? I will. So, just to stay on topic, the Boston Bruins blew a 3-1 lead to the Florida Panthers. They blew a goal advantage in Game 7 with a minute to go. They blew the greatest regular season of all time in the first round. This is the ultimate choke from, in my opinion... The ultimate choke artists. Now, we had a little conversation earlier in the group chat about teams that are just kind of chokers as it goes. And some notable teams came up. Uh, The Yankees, for one, Cam, um, I think is a good parallel. But for the Boston Bruins, over the period of about 12 years, 13 years, They have been consistently at the top of the league. They have won several President's Trophies. They've had a solid core of the same guys. They've had some good goaltenders come in and out. Some Vesna Award winners. Um, They've just had a great team this whole time, and they've managed the team well, and there hasn't been too many down years. They've missed the playoffs every a handful of years in that time span, but they are always in the playoffs or closer to the top of the league. For this reason, I think they are the biggest choke artists in the major four sports. They consistently let us down. And the 2011 championship has proven to be a fluke. It was not the norm. It was a fluke. They got very lucky with good goaltending at the right time. Other than that, they would not have won a Stanley Cup. Tim Thomas stood on his head, went sicko mode, and just took over the playoffs. Other than that, it's just been choke after choke. You have them blowing a Stanley Cup game seven at home. You have them blowing um, a a goal lead with a with seventeen with a minute 
with maybe not a minute left. I forget what happened, but within 17 seconds, blowing a goal lead to then give up the tying and winning goal to lose the Stanley Cup to the Chicago Blackhawks. Countless bow-outs early in the playoffs. I remember they lost to Ottawa in like 2017, which was pretty gross. Um, they've blown, I think, a couple 3-1 leads. They blew this one, obviously. I think they blew one to Toronto, I believe, once as well. I had a list. I don't have it in front of me. But since 09, it's just been early bow-outs, chokes in the clutch, and one Stanley Cup. And it's such a shame that this core of Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, Rask, you know, all these you know, Lucic when he was here, Horton, all just going back the whole way, all, all these guys have one or none, no Stanley Cups. And I think they, the reason that they're the biggest choke artists is because they're so consistently good. They're, they've, I think, led the league in wins over that time frame. Yeah. And they won one cup. And for that reason, I think they are the biggest choke artists in all of sports. And this historic season, record-breaking, to blow a 3-1 lead to a Florida team in the first round of the playoffs, it just solidifies them as the greatest choke artists in all the big four sports. That's my take. So... I will jump in here because I actually strongly agree with you. Disagree with you, sorry. Uh, they're not, just because at the end of the day, it's hockey. And the whole number one, they That's won irrelevant. a championship. So you can't really call them the biggest choke artist in all sports if they were a great team that won one championship. Like, yes, should they have won more? Sure, absolutely. But, like, saying that they're the biggest choke artist because they only won one is a little bit ridiculous, especially given that hockey, everyone knows once you get to the playoffs, it's anyone's game. And so, I, I mean, maybe if they hadn't won any ever, you could be like, yes, huge choke artist. But, they, number one, they have won one. So, it's just like, and you can't say it's a fluke that a team made it to the playoffs and then won four consecutive or three consecutive series, or four consecutive series. It just kind of sounds stupid. So I'm going to say no, you're wrong, purely because hockey is kind of like, look, once you get to the playoffs, anyone can make it. If this happened to an NBA team, I might even agree with you, even though having a championship kind of diminishes the amount of choke artists that you, you can be. Like, I just, I don't see how the... They're a bigger choke artist than, let's say, the Philadelphia 76ers, who we're watching right now. Team's been good for a while. They had the whole process. They rebuilt, and they've done absolutely nothing to it. Never even been to a finals. But they haven't been the best team the in the NBA for, been, for yes, 15 years. For 15 years? I'm saying that they've been the best, one of the best, if not the best, in the NBA for the last five. That's not a long enough period. But I, but they won a championship. Yes, but they the reason that they're choke artists, they're not losers. They're not losers. The reason they're choke artists is because they're so good. And they should have won at least two. At least two. I, I don't know. I just don't think he's one of the biggest choke artists in the league. The team that's... Of, sorry, not even the league. Of all time, any major sports, a team that's won. 
Like, how about the Buffalo Bills? The Buffalo Bills lost. That's a good argument. Yeah, it's a good in argument. In a row. <laughs> that's a good argument. Like, I would say that's a bigger choke artist than these Bruins teams. Like, I get they've been good for a long time. They've got one, and my biggest thing is hockey is so unpredictable. I mean, yeah, I'll jump in on that though, Chuck, because the Lightning have been to the chip. They've won two in a row, and they went to three in a row in the past three years, right? Last year they lost. Yeah, they've won the two before that. So, it, yes, it is hockey, and anything can happen. Um, but I mean, the Lightning have proved it that. It, they can still be the best team in in, in the playoffs for two years or three years in a row, basically. Al Horford couldn't hit the side of a barn right now. Just want to throw that in. Um, we are up eighteen. He's he's like one for seven. So, I think there's an argument to be made, and it's basically an argument I said two or three weeks ago. I said I, I blamed it all on rats. I said, we've been so good. He's been the problem. Uh, maybe not. I mean, Allmark looks like the worst goalie ever. He looked like Tuca, a nasty regular season goalie yeah. that falls apart in the playoffs. Same yeah. guy. It was, it was, it was even more uh, apparent. He was better in the regular season than Raskin, even worse than Raskin in the playoffs. Um, but I think there's merit to it. There's something about the. Something about the core group of guys and the style of play maybe in the regular season was not fit for the playoffs. Like, we were either, when we won in 11, we were big and burly and very skilled. And then, and then the league got fast and we became too slow for the high-intensity playoff games. And then for right now, uh, it seems like we're too small. Like, we lost the series against the Blues in 20... They, they killed us. They just beat 2019 us up. 2019, because we were... Yeah, we looked, we were out... Uh, we were out... We were, we were beat physically, you know, in that series. And... Last or this series uh, that ended the other day was just out mental play. Like we just could not figure it out, which is strange because we do have a lot of veterans. So I don't know. There's some things that need to be discussed. I think in the off season. I know the guys are probably going to retire, but um, it was brutal. Brutal to watch. I mean, it was a completely different team well, than the yeah. regular season. We'll get into more detail on it, but do you think they are the greatest jokes in sports? I think they... I think if you look at the last 15 years as a whole, uh, they got to be up there. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Because, again, like you were saying, they have the best record in those 15 seasons than any other team in the regular season, and they've won once. It's tough. Tough pill to swallow. I just, you can't win one and be the biggest chokers in all sports. Yeah. I'm with you, Tucker. They still won one. It only counts if you win two, though. Correct. You know, that I is forgot, that has I been forgot. law on this show for two years. I understand where Dylan's coming from. 
I think this is bad take because there's other teams that have won zero, and if the rule applies, yeah, but they're just losers. One, I'm with that. I'm with two is better than one. Hear me out. One is better than none. Hear me out. One's better than none. Am they're not losers. They're not. I'm not saying they're losers. They're not a losing a loser franchise. They are a no. choking franchise. When the pressure's right, on, they can't handle it. If they had no, if they had no rings, I'd agree with you. They are they a loser one. franchise if they had no rings. Yeah, and and a choke. But I don't think they're biggest chokes because they didn't choke that year. They still won, unless they were because of Tim <laughs> Thomas. One man is the reason we have a Stanley Cup. That's it. And that is a man's man. He is. He's a psycho. Yeah, he lives up in the woods. <laughs> I, alone. I heard a story about how he he got benched for Rask and refused to wear Bruins gear for the rest of the year because he was so pissed. Psycho. I kind of love that. Um, all right. I got, I got a choke artist team, too, if you, uh, if you want me to go in uh, next. Go ahead. Yeah, so the AL East is, is a nice – it's a good division right now. Best division in sports. As we sit here sad, um, we're the best division in sports, all winning records, and the Yankees and Red Sox sit a, a bottom. Is that a word? A bottom? It is now. It is now. We sit a bottom, and we sit a bottom you. And while the Red Sox, you guys might not be liking this all too much, I am so happy that the Yankees are in last place. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if we just sat in last and we had the worst record in baseball. Because I think, as Trey McNinch says, we need to lose. Um, this, this, There's been no change. You talk about the biggest joke artist. How about one in 22 years? Yeah, you guys uh, have been pretty good, too. That's, that, yeah. that's worse. They're a good that's argument. Worse. They're, they're one in 22 years is, is uh, pretty impressive. And we'll get into some specifics uh, later about this. But um, we need to lose. We've been pretty good consistently. I mean, there's been years we have made it, but there's never been a year where we just had pieces Cam, what are you doing right now, bud? A Tucker's typing. Oh, okay, never mind. I am typing, but that wasn't my sound. Continue. I, that sound was also coming up on mine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bless you. All right. The Yankees are in last. I, I do hope, obviously, they turn it around, but I think they need to get real bad for a while and just sit there a bottom and think about what they've done. Um, and... And that's what they need in order to um, in order to win this year. So I don't know what my take is exactly, but it's going to be something along the lines of the Yankees need to have a losing record going into the All Star Weekend. Now the Yankees, yeah, what does that look like? Is that bad? Well, I'm, I'm confused. They need to have a losing record going into All-Star Weekend or they will not make the playoffs. Okay, I like that. Um, I think that's tough because the AL East is so good. And if you're falling that far behind, I don't think you're going to catch the top two teams. Um, who's in first right now? Tampa, right? 
Is it Tampa, Toronto? Yeah, Tampa, Tampa, and Tampa and Baltimore are the two best teams in the league. Baltimore, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you fall to below 500 at the All-Star break, it's going to be hard to catch up. But um, I don't hate the idea of them having a, you know, being in maybe in last at that point and still a competitive division and then turning it around. Um, and then again, if you guys, you know, I, we said this last year, Boone needs to go. If you guys have a, a city season, he's gone. So maybe you can start anew. I mean, you still got good guys under contract. You don't need to change up the roster all that much. I don't really know what's going on with the Yankees. I texted you about it the other day, Cam. I've not been locked in. I've been so Boston-centric with playoffs going on and the big choke and the draft. Um, I haven't really paid attention to any city outside of Boston. So um, I don't know what's going on with them. It has to be something weird like like managing or something because they just have too much talent to be this bad. Uh, they're not even bad. They're just the bad, the, the worst right now of a really good group. So, um, And I think the Sox will come down to earth a little bit. They're playing a little over their heads right now. Um, can't speak to the other three teams, but um, – I think if maybe not under 500, but in last place, I think they absolutely could turn it around and make a run. Tuck? Um, yeah, I'm shocked. I just found out about the ALE standings like a couple days ago. Was shocked. Because the Red Sides felt like they've been doing great. I'm like, we must be up at the top. We're not. Um, and then to find out the Yankees are in last, oh, absolutely awful. Do I think it lasts? No. No, I don't. Uh, Yankees definitely will. When was that time the Yankees didn't make the playoffs? I actually don't know. Long time. <laughs> there, no, there's been a couple of years. Like, like 2018, maybe. No, that so, was when the Sox the Sox beat them in twenty eighteen. I was thinking freshman year, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. That makes more sense. Yeah, I got it. I got it pulled up. I got a uh, a whole a whole list of all of it. So, uh, twenty sixteen they missed it the last time, and then twenty fourteen and twenty thirteen, and then twenty two thousand eight, and then before that was nineteen ninety three. Jeez. <laughs> so not many times. Yeah, Yankees make the playoffs. Well, they. Oh, speaking of biggest chokers, I put the Yankees on that list. Yeah, we we discussed uh, that a little bit. The whole beginning of what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. I'm sorry, I got distracted by the Celtics game for a minute. I don't know why it's a blowout. This game's over. I'm probably gonna turn it off for the fourth quarter. Find something more interesting. Let's, something just. Let's compelling. calm down. Let's calm down. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. I think Celtics win this in five. Okay, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, um, but, sorry, yes, Cam. If your take was about the Yankees being up there for biggest show partners, I do partially. No, it wasn't. Hey, <laughs> Tucker lost the plot. <laughs> Moving on, Dylan, what do you think? Hmm. Um, I have to agree, Cam. I, I mean... They need they need to be down low, uh, bottom of the bottom of the pole. Maybe um, get something good out of being bad. Um, so we'll see. 
But, I mean, I've kind of feel the same way about the Sox, except there's something about the Yankees that feel like they have they have one bad season, um, and then they decide, okay, we don't want to do that ever again, and then they turn it up. The Red Sox are just okay with being bad. So having a bad season might be good for you. All right, Dill, you got a take? Um, I do. Um, the Red Sox are obviously not winning a championship. The Bruins just lost. The Celtics are in it. Um, now, here's a wild take. And we this is something that was discussed before. Galaxy uh, Rams. In the chat. If the Celtics lose... At home in a game seven this this se- this season, neither the Celtics or the Bruins are going to win a championship until they build a new arena. Yep, <laughs> just straight cursed. One hundred percent on board with this. Um, I've said this since um, the Bruins' loss. I said it before their game seven loss. The home team at Boston Garden has not won a home game since like April 18th. I think it was game one against the uh, Hawks for the Celtics. The Celtics then lost game two. The Bruins lost game uh, five and seven. And the Celtics lost game one. Um, So the Garden is a great place and a great home field, home ice advantage. Uh, the fans are loud. They get up. Um, but, and I always thought Boston Garden did the cursing. I mean, Kyrie, since he stuffed, stepped on Lucky the Leprechaun, has had a terrible run for the past three years after that. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's time to burn down the garden. It's just been a factory of sadness. You think of what's happened there over the past a handful of years. Um, The last time a champion was crowned at Boston Garden was in 2011, so we're past 10 years. That wasn't even at Boston Garden, but a team out of Boston Garden uh, won a championship in 2011. Um, They have, the Bruins have lost a Stanley Cup final there. The Celtics have lost an NBA final there. Um, It's a little bit of a cursed building, and I think that um, until proven otherwise... It's a factory of sadness, and the city of Boston, if the Bruins, I mean, if the Celtics lose this series, will burn it to the ground themselves. So we might have to rebuild. I 100% agree. Tuck? Yeah, let me jump in on here. I'm trying to look up a quick stat first. That's what I'm trying I'm looking up something right now. Um, But I don't. Agree. Uh, just because if championships have been won in there, I just don't think it can be cursed unless you can like a championship has not been won there since '08. Tuck, that's a long time. Is that the only one? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. No, the Celtics have won. Maybe not in the new one, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 1995 is when it was built. Has any uh, the Celtics I don't Bruins think so. One nope. In the building. That's it. I don't, I one don't championship. 
Again, the one championship. Wait, artist. what about 2011 Bruins? They won in Vancouver. Yeah. So, but, so the Celtics won? The Celtics won at home. In 08? In 08. Yeah, okay. So it's only been one. Bro, that's not, that's Burn not it. a good stat. That's Burn it down. Good. Burn it down. I'm anti-burning down the Boston Garden. Just build another one. They did it before. They knocked down the old one and built another one. Just do that again. Cam? That's 56 seasons have been played there and one championship (laughs) in the building. We've we've lost more championships in that building by a factor of 400% or whatever it is. (laughs) I think the Celtics lost in... 2010 there, too, to the Lakers. I think it was in Boston they lost. The Bruins lost to the Blues there. Look up if other teams have won in the Garden more than the Celtics have won in the Garden. The Warriors won there, and the Blues won there. I think that's it. What about... No, what, about, the what about... And the Lakers. Two. Yeah, you're right. Three teams. What about Chicago? Chicago was in Chicago, I believe. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. But I'm almost positive they blew that game in their home home whites. I mean, the away whites. Anyway. Um, I think, isn't it a train station? It is underneath it. North Station. Too much stuff going on. <laughs> Too much stuff going on. Train shaking the court. Major highway outside. Or layering. Figure it out, move the stadium somewhere else, or move the train somewhere else. Push it somewhere else. No, I love the train station being there. It makes it easy to go to games when you don't have a car. It makes it so easy to get to a game. Parking is exorbitant, so you might as well take the train in. Um, All right, Tucker, you got a take for us? Wow. Dylan, the stats back that up. No, the Bruins lost game six at home against Chicago. So, yeah, four. <laughs> so, four, four losses and one win. Yeah, the, the ratio's not looking good there. <laughs> cursed building. Cursed stadium. This is why they should play neutral court places, so you don't have curses like this. Tucker, you got a take for us? I do have a take for you, and it's a draft take. Also, Dill, I don't think um, Jason Tatum's going to play one more second in this game. No, he's not. So, again, our, our threes bet misses by two shots. Go ahead. Mark just missed. Um, yeah, so mine is about the NFL draft, which I'm surprised I'm the only one covering it. And we're a big four again. We got a big four again. Big four, baby. Technically, if you consider... Dylan's basketball. It was Celtic. He said if the Celtics don't win, then burn it down. Yep. All right. Um, So, right before the Patriots drafted, the Washington Commanders took a historically terrible franchise, took Emmanuel Forbes with the 16th pick, and by the time they had picked it, the Patriots pick was already in. And it felt eerily similar to a situation, I want to say in 2020, 2019, when, who was on the clock? I don't even know. The Eagles? 
Uh, you tell me, man. Your take. Rager. Yeah. Oh my god. Go ahead. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it felt eerily similar to when the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager, and directly after the draft, as, as soon as they drafted him, the Vikings were laughing and said, "Yup, we'll take Austin Jefferson." Emmanuel Forbes will be the Jalen Rager to Christian Gonzalez's Justin Jefferson. That's the take. I like this take, actually. Um, I like it in the sense that it's clever. I I like where you came up with it. Do I agree with it? I, I also, I no. I think you're just a blind optimist. And you have yeah, no absolutely. idea. And you have no idea anything about either of these players. But I know that Christian Gonzalez, similar to Justin Jefferson, was projected to go before Emmanuel. I, I mean, agree. Which Emmanuel is why, Ford, I, just like Jalen Rager. I like that for some I reason like, fell. Trying to give you your flowers here. I like the okay. basis of take. I think it's it's clever. Um, I I just got to go with my gut here and say Emmanuel Forbes, best corner in the draft. Christian Gonzalez probably gets hurt in the preseason. That's just my gut telling me that, and that's just not me by being a blind pessimist. Probably, I, do, I do. I do like the basis for the team. Said he probably gets hurt in the preseason. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually going to choose to follow the optimism here. I don't like Cam said. I don't know enough about the two players. Um, I didn't really focus on corner. I figured they'd go at corner at a later round because the Patriots historically can turn corners into really elite talent. They've done it with undrafted guys. Um, I can't remember the last time they drafted a corner really high. I remember they took one in the second, Duke Dawson, who was miserable. Um, other than that, I don't know if they've taken one in the first. But, yeah, I mean, uh, how how big is Forbes? Do we know his size off the top of our heads? I know Christian Gonzalez is a bigger dude, uh, rangy, lanky. I like the pick. Um, so, yeah, I'll choose to be the optimist and say I hope that happens. I, I will agree with you, I think. The Patriots just can make corners good, and unless they are complete dum-dums or useless, hopefully this kid's not one of those, and um, I think he'll be good for the Pats. So I don't know. The Washington is a terrible franchise. They tend to ruin players. Um, they're not picking up Chase Young's option, for one. I know he's been hurt a Wait, ton. what? Yeah, he's been hurt a ton, probably because their field is the worst field in the NFL. So, um, yeah, I, I'll agree. Dill? I, I, to be honest with you, I lost Tucker. You started rambling worse than I do sometimes, and I, I don't even know what we're talking about. Something about a pick. Camp chimed in. All right. Uh, just, Dylan, you were just on your phone. I mean, because you lost me, and I'm like, I'm not coming back from this. So I'll... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll the take essentially do? boils down to the... Commanders took the wrong corner, and the Patriots took the right corner. Corners went back-to-back, yeah, well, back and the Patriots... Yeah, Dylan, we're, not, we're not very good at drafting, so... I'm no, say. Dylan, you've drafted this guy. This is your guy. This is the guy you like. I mean, I, just because I drafted him doesn't mean I like him. But, uh, but sure, I'll agree. I did draft him. 
Damn, Dylan. All right. Let's move on to cover some of the news this week. Uh, we're going to start with the painful one. We're going to start with the Bruins. So we touched on a little bit. Big choke. Um, I think, harking back to what I said at the top of the show, I think the pressure got to them. I think you get into this situation where you're the best team ever and you expe- you have to win the cup. Otherwise, it's going to be seen as a failure, especially losing in the first round. And they just tightened up. I mean, they had plenty of opportunities to win these games. The, the early games, the I even forgot the guy's name. Not Bubtitsky, but the other guy. Uh, Lion. Lion. Lion sucked. He was terrible. You could only get that. You, you lost that second game on him. Uh, game six, you just score and score and score and immediately get flat. And they score right back. Um, and then game seven, you lose it in overtime. You had some opportunities at the end. You couldn't capitalize. Um, they had a nice save on on Pasternak, very lucky off the end of the stick. But um, I think the pressure got to them, and I think I'm vindicated because they were hurt. Something was up with Olmark. He hasn't said what it was, but he has said that he's hurt. Um, we know Krejci was hurt. We know Pasternak was hurt. Um, and the D-men just looked gassed and outclassed. They couldn't connect on a pass. They couldn't get it out of their own end. They just looked pathetic. I knew after game six it was over. I knew they had very little chance of winning game seven. They gave it a real shot in the third, but at the end of the day, didn't get it done. To me, you should have just taken it easy down the stretch and gotten ready for the playoffs, and that's what it should have been. It it. It turned into this big chase for all these records, and I think they really wanted it, and they played hard, and they ended up being super gassed, super tired, and just played tight like there was like the world was on the line, which it was, but you can't play that way. And moving forward, what I want to see from them, unfortunately, Bergeron was a minus six in this series. The guy's cashed. He can't play a full season. He's just too old. He's an all-time Bruin great. It's a shame he only got one. Great captain. Let him go. Don't bring him back. Let him go. Krejci, same deal. Let him go. I mean, and and these. Well, I, I want them to prioritize the new additions over the old guys. They've had the same kind of decor for the past four years ish. Um, obviously, hold on to like guys like McAvoy, but some of these guys are. Uh, head cases in the playoffs. I I get the names confused because they're all like Eastern European. I'm either what position does Lauko play? I think I'm I'm thinking of Lindholm. Lindholm is a head case in the playoffs. He was a turnover waiting to happen. Uh move on from guys like that and focus on bringing back guys like Bertuzzi and I guess Orlov, even though he wasn't great, <coughs> Hathaway should get easy, be easier to get done. I can't see Hall coming back. Um, I think it's just time to flip the page. I think you need to even consider maybe moving on from one of your goalies. Um, apparently, this Busey kid they have in the AHL is pretty decent. Uh, focus on getting him up to speed and either get rid of Allmark or Swayman. Um, I'd say get rid of Allmark for his age and the fact that he kind of chokes in the playoffs. And Or if you want to go the Swayman route, he's younger, maybe you can get more for him. I don't know who is better upside for trades because one's a Benzna winner and one's a young talent who's been pretty decent in the league so far. 
Um, I don't know if the platooning goalies thing is going to work. I think maybe you need a guy that can play like 60 games and just come into the playoffs and be fresh and be focused and ready to go. But, and the coaching I think was horrible too. I think the switching around the lines was a little too much. Um, I think the, the goalie decisions weren't great. I don't know what you're, it's tough because you don't want to take Olmark out after he won games, you know, four and five or three and three and four, and you don't want to switch him out. I wish they would have went to Swayman early in the series. So if they get in that position, then they have a guy with a little more experience. I don't think Swayman was excellent in game seven. I don't think he was terrible. I just don't think he was very good. Uh, he led up a couple easy ones. But I think you got to just reset. I think you got to move on from the old guard and bring in the new guard. See if you can get a real good piece from with one of the goalies. Hope the Busey kid is something. And just flip the page. And and it's unfortunate. Like I said, the score deserved more than one. And it's a real shame that they they choked away this many opportunities. Dill, your thoughts on my thoughts or your thoughts on everything? Just anything um, Bruins related. I'll, I'll touch on some of the things you said. Um, in terms of moving forward with team, with the team, I, I kind of disagree with almost everything you said. Okay. So, uh, obviously... I think Bergeron's done. Krejci's done. Um, I think you should sign Bertuzzi if you can, if he wants to stay, because you will have cap in order to sign guys. I hope they don't pay too much for him, uh, because Bergeron is will be gone. You have you can free up some space for that. Um, we have Taylor Hall signed for the next two seasons, so he's not gone. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. I'm almost positive. No, he signed a four-year extension like halfway through last season. I'm and, not sure about that. Um, Lindholm also is signed for like five, six years, so we got him for another four years or something. And Lindholm was arguably the best defenseman in hockey left this season, in, in the regular season. So um, definitely uh, you're not going to get rid of those guys. I know he was great, but in the playoffs, he was a head case. He was terrible. As for the goalie That's where they've struggled. They haven't struggled in the regular season. They've struggled in the playoffs. I know. So, I'm getting it. As for the um, goalie situation, I don't know the contract situation for uh, Allmark or Swayman, really. Swayman's a a restricted free agent. Allmark is signed. Okay, so I think they ride it out with the two of them. I don't think they trade Olmark, and I don't think they – if they trade anybody, they'll trade Swayman. Um, But I don't think Olmark will be signed again afterwards. He's going to be worth way too much money by somebody um, because of this season, um, this regular season. And I don't think – I don't think you can look at these seven games, basically the last three games, and say – that everything was for nothing. I, I, the team was so good. I think there was underlining something going on and, and a perfect storm that, that made the, the Bruins play so poorly. And I wouldn't blame it all on goaltending. I mean, Allmark did look really the weird defense the entire was the series. Bigger, was the bigger problem. It, it, it was breakouts. We couldn't break out of the zone. And I don't know if it's tiredness. I don't know if it was just the the unrelenting pressure from the Panthers. Um, 
but it was usually the opposite of what, um, like usually the Bruins were doing that to other teams. So it was just a very strange to watch in general. Um, but I think I do agree. You do have to turn the page. I, I honestly don't think they're going to do much. I think they're going to lose the guys that are going to retire, lose some guys that it's just going to be too expensive to re-sign and, and move on to next season, have a pretty, pretty good regular season next year and, and be a playoff team. It's just really unfortunate what happened this past week. Tucker, I know you're not super into the free agency talk. You're just opinions on the, the loss. Uh, free agency talk, I have very little to say. About the loss, it was a heartbreaking game. I mean... If we, oh, we didn't even mention, had, Tucker was there. Yeah, if we just lost and we hadn't had that comeback, there would have been one thing. But coming back to be up 3-2 and then less than a minute left when they don't even have a goalie in, it feels like the game's over. Like, I understand the game's still going on, but it feels like a technicality at that point. Like, there's a reason why hockey lines aren't minus 0.5. They're only minus 1.5. It's because, like, you're supposed to just score. Let's just get the puck and put it in the other net. They don't have a goal. It's supposed to be easy. And we had a couple opportunities at it, too. We shot at it and iced it. I thought Swayman was going to shoot at one point. Uh, Cam, the big victorious sport of the fan. Uh, you must, I mean, down 3-1, what was your thoughts? And then after game six, what was your thoughts? And, and how are your thoughts Cam, now? Cam, I hope you place bets on Florida because they were heavy underdogs the entire time for no reason. Um, no, I didn't touch any, oh. any more than If it was the other way around, I would have won so much money. I would have put so much money on the Bruins. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have a single faith bone of faith in my body. Um, I thought they were done after. I, I was glad we won one game. I thought that was it. Uh, it was three one. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We got one out of it, and we won the next one. I'm like, yo, we just won two. And then the third one was like, all right, what are you doing? And then the last game, we're up two zero, and I kept telling you guys, two zero, worst lead in hockey, guys, and you guys refuse to believe that every time. And they come back, oh, yeah, you were right, we're leading hockey, haha, this is great. And then with a minute left, they just go ahead and score again, 3-3. I missed it because I just thought it was over. I was playing in the other room. Uh, I came out just to, to grab something. All of a sudden, oh, it's tied 3-3. I said there's no world that we live in that the Bruins lose this game. And that's the reverse jinx. It's all you needed. It's my reverse jinx versus yours, and I won. Um, the Panthers now up 1-0 against the Maple Leafs, who are the second biggest choke artist in hockey. So I'm confident in that one. Um, and then we play the, the uh, oh, geez, who's down there? The Hurricane or the Devils? The Hurricane are up big right now. Don't care who we play. Um, the Panthers are hot. They are hot. They are. They're they, getting hot at the right they, time. I would not want to play them. I was going to make a take that I will save, actually. Uh, save, like, Omar couldn't until a couple weeks down the line. And uh, 
see if that comes true. I but, just want to say, Cam, none of what I said was reverse jinxing. I 100% believed everything. I honestly no, I, thought the game was the, the series was over after game six. Like I was like, there's no way they're going to win. No, I know. And, I know. and Dylan proved this right. Cam in the other room for the game game tying goal. Yeah. Dylan's like, please don't lose this game. Nobody in Florida cares. And Cam's like, I certainly don't. <laughs> I, I was just happy to be there. Um, anyway, South Florida going great right now in all, all the sports. All right. Um, moving on. NFL draft. Um I'm pretty sure my take about the 25 first-round picks being moved has come to fruition because it felt like there were a ton of trades. Um, so Bryce Young goes first. C.J. Stroud goes second. The Texans trade to number three, um, which is crazy. Jalen Carter fell because he killed that guy or something. Um, I'd just like to say that these NFL teams that pretend they have such high morals with players like this, where they're generational talents and they are clearly bad people, it's so fake. Just draft a kid if he's good. Just take him. Because more than likely, he'll get out of the league in a few years on a domestic violence charge. And you know what? You spent a couple million on him. Um, they all don't care. All uh, Half the league is bad people. So, um, But it seems like the Eagles kind of stole the draft. They are just building the national championship Georgia defense. Um, and they traded for DeAndre Swift. Um, not to bury the lead Patriots. I mean, I had said it last week. It was a trade down and the trade down happened and it made me angry again because it's just like, why? And it looked like we were trying to screw over the jets. And the fact that we were so focused on screwing over the jets over getting better is just asinine to me and such a bill move. That being said, I do like the pick of Gonzalez. They need help in the secondary would I have rather had a game-changing wide receiver? Yes. I think they can find a good corner later in the draft. They've proven that before. That being said, having a lockdown corner would be very nice. So I like the pick. I don't love it. I like it. Um, and to cover the rest of their draft, I am a little frustrated. I mean, I like some of the picks. The second-round pick I really like, uh, Kevon, Kev, something Smith or something like that. I forget the guy's name, but he seems like a physical beast. Um, you know, we've not outside of Judon and not Uche towards the end of the year, haven't been great at getting to the quarterback. So I'm excited to have another guy that can do that. The third round pick is a kid from a small school, yada, 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 Bill's bill crap. I hope the kid's good. It seems like he's kind of an athletic freak. He's junior sales nephew, which I actually love. We'll see what he becomes. Is Jackson State kid? No, he's Sacramento State. I would uh, shit on that pick if it wasn't for Kyle Dudley. I mean, it's it's fine. Like, he's found guys out of small schools before, but the kid looks small to be linebacker. I don't know how they're going to use him. It just seems like they kind of focused on special teams in the middle rounds. Like, they took that kid. They took a kicker. They traded up for a kicker in, like, the fourth, which I just don't love at all. The Justin Warwasser pick still friggin' gives me nightmares. Drafting a white supremacist. How dumb could you be? Did you do any research? It's like they're just throwing darts at a board. The thing that frustrates me about this draft is they had serious needs at two positions. They definitely had a need at corner. So they covered that in the first round. It's a good pick. They had a they have a huge need at tackle. Mac Jones getting murdered. And they have a huge need at wide receiver. 
And yes, they took Keyshawn Boutte in the seventh, who fell for reasons that I don't really know. I think he just kind of struggled in his last year. I think he has potential to maybe be something. A number one guy, I don't know. I don't know enough about him, and he's a seventh-round pick. They had two needs, a a tackle. They did not draft a tackle. They did not draft a wide receiver in the first four rounds. So the fact that they focused on special teams, and they ended up drafting like eight or nine guys. Do we really need to draft eight or nine dudes, or can we maybe give up two or three picks in the fourth to get up to the third and take a wide receiver or a tackle? It's just this this kind of stuff frustrates me about the team. They just focus on things that are like so far down the checklist. Like, do we have depth at center? How about we just focus on making sure we have starters first and then we can worry about the depth pieces. Overall, they got a little better. Same thing like the, the free agency period. Just a marginal amount better. Nothing that's going to f- jump off the page. The, why, the corner... Hopefully he's good. I've heard some big knocks on him. I heard he doesn't have a great work ethic. I heard he uh, transferred out of um, out of somewhere in the Pac-12 and to to Oregon. So he was in the same division, same conference rather. And the Steelers asked him why, and it was like he said he's not getting enough playing time, and like that pissed them off. They were like, "Well, why didn't you just earn the playing time?" So the Steelers said they wouldn't go near him. I don't hate the pick. I like the pick. I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I just think the rest of the draft, it just seems like we're just kind of throwing darts at boards and focusing on the wrong things. This kicker better be goddamn good. He's a Maryland kid, so I'm rooting for him. But the rest of the draft, I don't have much on. Um, I don't know enough about the draft class. Um, Tucker, you're obviously – tell me why the Patriots had the best draft. Uh, I'm, I never say they had the best draft, but I think they had a good one. Um, obviously – Saying anything about a draft is stupid. The dead job, like, you cannot say that team did well or poorly. That's it. Yeah, you're the right. Day of a, the day after a draft, because you have no idea what any of these kids could be. Like, I'm looking at these guys, and they could, this could be the fucking, these could all be starters on the team in two years that are taking the league by storm, and they could all be undrafted murderers. Or they could all be not undrafted, but murderers, and then be in jail. So you don't really know. I like the picks. I love the Christian Gonzalez pick. I was pumped when it happened. Um, and the fact that they traded back and traded forward and got the Steelers to trade forward and take Broderick Jones, who they knew the Jets wanted, I thought was great. Um, I have I have one more comment just on that. Can we really not do better than a fourth? Like, can we not get like something like what's the what's even the purpose at that point in moving back and getting a fourth round pick? If you're gonna stack like stack fourth rounders, get like five fourth rounders, package up two or three of them and move up to the third. It's like what? Why are we even moving back for the fourth? And that's why it kind of it kind of pissed me off at the time. And and I get wanting to screw over the Jets. I think focus on your team first is all is all I'm saying. But go ahead. Um, yeah, so I like that pick. Keon White, have no idea. Keon White, that's his name. Um. He seems like a beast. Like, Yeah, I like, you know, that type of guy that I want on the team if he's like that. Um, Georgia Tech guy, let's see. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he looks like he did good. Biggest, yeah, he was 13 all ACC and seven and a half sacks in 12 games. So good player. Uh, Marte Mapo, sure. Sure, like, I, I'll take his word for it. Have I ever watched Marte Mapo? No. I have no idea who he is, but could be a stud just because we've got before. Jake Andrews, he's just David Andrews. Looks the same. He is the same. Um, and then we get down to the kicker and the punter. Um, don't hate the picks. If a guy works out and you're getting a guy that you can have consistently, I mean, we are always the ones talking about how if Justin Tucker was in the draft, he'd be a second-round pick because that's how valuable he is to a team. So if you really think a guy can have that type of value, then absolutely take him early. So I like the picks because at the end of the day, they are a big part of the team and they can make an impact. And then the only other pick of note was the Keishon Boot pick. Um, great. I like that in the sixth round. If he's a guy that, you know, was projected to be a first rounder a year ago, had one bad year, and now they're saying he's a sixth rounder. Absolutely take him there. I mean, that's a guy that, like, look, if you're sixth round wide receiver fails, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but if he turns out to be the first rounder that he could have been, awesome. I agree with that. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for Butte. I think I think it's a solid chance to take in six. Uh, Dill, your takeaways from the draft in general and the Patriots. Um, I don't know too too much about it because I didn't um I didn't do any research on any of these guys. I never do this for the draft, but you know Christian Gonzalez was not projected to be going this late. And the fact that we traded down and still even had the opportunity to, to draft him and then, and then select him, I think is a great first round pick. Um, I mean, a defensive end and Keon White seems like a good, good pick. I like the number three pick, a linebacker, a, a dude that's a little bit um, unknown, wasn't at the combine. Uh, Those are the guys you I, draft in Madden, the ones that don't go to the combine because they're always studs. Yeah, like th- there's possibility there. I think. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about these guys, but I mean, if there's raw talent there, um, I mean, a, 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 an, an athletic linebacker, you know, can make a huge difference on a defense if he can be something like that in the future. Um, the kicker, giving me vibes of. Uh, uh, Guskowski. Uh, I think Guskowski was a six rounder. Um, doesn't hurt to get a center. I mean, I think depth on the line is not bad. I think it's okay. I mean, um, we've we've got your wide receiver tray, six round, yeah, pick one hundred and eighty-seven. I don't know anything. About this guy, I mean, he was on LSU, so what's it like? He had a couple he, big games. He was projected to be a first-round pick, and then he sucked he's last not, year. He's not a big guy. No. He's a tiny guy. 
which I don't love, but I, I don't think we bolstered anything. Um, I mean, we bolstered the defense, it seems, which is never a bad thing. They were definitely we defensive-minded. We draft. did not make any strides offensively, which is one I mean, of our biggest I mean, issues. the thing is, focusing on defense isn't terrible because they could not stop a good quarterback last year. They couldn't do it. So any good quarterbacks that played them, they lost. So <clears throat> I don't ha- I don't hate being defensive. And we had kicker and punter issues with guys getting out Correct. Right, so. Well, not Nick Folk. Nick Folk is, is really solid, but the, their punter blew. They did take a punter, didn't they? I forgot they took a punter. Right. Yeah. So I I don't hate it. I think it was it was it it seemed pretty strategic in in some of it. So I'm not gonna be too upset by anything. And like like Tucker said, you have no idea what these guys are gonna do. I you're right, and you can't evaluate. But this kicker and this punter better be freaking good for us wasting pick. I'm telling you that much. Right. Like the rest of them, whatever. People miss on first round picks. Whatever. It happens all the time. Patriots miss on their opening picks all the time. If they're willing to spend stupid capital on these stupid friggin' special teamers and they suck again, I'm going to be pissed. Cam? See, that's just the most trade thing ever. He's like, look, if the first round pick doesn't work out, it's whatever. But if this goddamn punter that we got in the sixth round doesn't work out, I'm gonna lose my you, mind. You you can find these They're guys about anywhere. Terrible draft. Uh, like, done. yeah, go ahead. What are you talking about Cam? You had a shit yeah, draft. It was a bad well, draft. It was fine. It was. I I'd give him a B, B minus. Let's talk about the best draft in sports. Eagles. Or in the NFL. Not the Eagles. The New York football giants. Um, they got an extreme value pick with Deontay Banks. Third-ranked PFF. Listen to interviews after. Sounds like a fourth grader, which means he didn't focus on his education. He focused more on football, which I like. Yeah, you want stupid players for sure. Nope, smart. Number two, we got a big old center. Our center got hurt last year. He can play between the guards. Um, between the tackles rather as well because he's going to be a starting center no problem uh, number one PFF greatest center big massive big 10 guy that's all we need number three um, we got Jalen uh, uh, Jesus I always forget this guy's name Jalen Hyatt fast wide receiver son of the sort too really fast, fast, too fast. not bad not too fast not too fast at all so very fast route running guy. Um, My Henry Ruggs take was so good, dude. So good. No, wrong. <laughs> Peak comedy. Um, we got him at we got him at a steal. We were going to pick him in second. We said Noah if he's there in the third. We'll take him. We traded up and like twelve picks, holding out to the fifth. And we had a running back out of Oklahoma, which kind of worried me a little bit. I was worried about maybe their their the thinking Saquon might go or. Maybe next year he might leave. Just fine. So I watched this guy's highlights. He's stud too. Running backs uh, in the third are good picks. He was in the fifth. Whatever. Fourth. Third to fifth. fifth is good picks. Yeah. I was happy with it. The rest of them don't really matter. There's a guy no, in Oregon. Don't lie. Do not lie. There is one pick that is better than the rest. Maybe he was undrafted, actually. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So there's a guy from Oregon that I don't love. Uh, big D-tackle. Um, he looks ta- uh, He looks bad. He looks terrible. 
I think he's the worst player in the draft. Maybe he shouldn't have been drafted, but we'll see what happens with him. Guy from Houston was cool. Um, and then there's a guy from Old Dominion who just, he's a corner and he just lays everyone out. I watched his highlight film. It's just him truck sticking people. Uh, so I liked him. And then we got a, uh, an undrafted free agent kind of. Um, a little quarterback action, a little, a little number to back up Danny Jones. All right. And uh, he's, uh, he's bringing the security. So we got Tommy DeVito. I love this cat. Big, big TD. I love big, this cat. Or uh, Jersey cat. Uh, he's from Jersey? That's awesome. I think so. He oh. went to Don Bosco. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. His dad was a pizza parlor. <laughs> and uh, he's buddies with Frankie. Anyway, he's uh, went to Syracuse. Played one season, then sat a couple seasons. Like, no, I got to get out of here. Went to Illinois, had a pretty good season. He sixty-nine percent completion percentage, like twenty-five hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, four picks. I mean, that's that's pick up in the free agency if your name's Tommy DeVito. If you ask me, I would have signed this kid in a minute as soon as I saw his profile. So he'll be third string. Is my my hope? No, he he won't be the starter by the end of the year. That's okay. I think I just need to make the team. Um, I need to make the team, and I think his dad's going to make sure he makes the team. Hey, talk uh, to my my <laughs> uncle, uh, Tony. He'll, uh... Hey, Tom. My boy Tommy's going to make the team. This um, guy and... is a walking Tony Del Vecchio. Like, yeah. Looks like him, has the same initials, extremely Italian, and he's in New York. This is, this is my favorite player in the NFL, I think, this kid. I really hope he pans out. If this kid... If this kid, the Italian Stallion, comes in and turns into something, and, you know, maybe Danny goes down, Tyrod gets cut, this guy's the backup, he comes in, goes on a tear, New York is going to be the best place to be a sports fan. This kid is, he's just, I've only seen one picture of him. He's captivated me. I love this guy. Love him. Anything else, Cam? I know I cut, cut in there. All right, no? Yeah. No, you're fine. No. Sorry, my mic doesn't go, go well. No, you're fine. I'm done. All right. Yeah. Uh, briefly, NBA playoffs. Um, Celtics moved on, beat the Hawks. Took a little bit extra effort, but they did it. Um, they lost game one to the Sixers. They won game two. Our good friend Ben Herrick said after game one, they are going to come out and shit pump the 76ers, give us hope, and then blow the series. I actually think they'll win this series. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I think it'll go seven. Um, but I think they'll win the series. I think they just are the fathers of the 76ers. Um, the Heat terrify me. Uh, if we get by Philly, I don't I feel very confident in the series with the Heat. I just think they are rivals of the Celtics. They always play well. And Jimmy Butler is the coolest player in the NBA. If I could build a team out of Jimmy Butler's, I would. He, the guy just wants it more than anyone else, and he just comes out and battles. And he's just a hard ass. And I, I, I have a newfound respect for the dude. Um, Steph LeBron, big matchup in the West. Have they started yet? Are they tonight? Lakers are up one. Okay, so they're playing. That'll be a good series. Um, don't have much on the Suns. Dylan Brooks got absolutely manhandled by LeBron. Love to see it. He'll be playing for the Guangdong Tigers. Ni hao, ni hao, as Shaq would say. Um, but that's all I got. I th- I just think the Celtics should win this series. They 
played well tonight. Tatum did not, which is kind of a reverse. Tatum played really well game one, and they lost. They just got to be smart and not do stupid crap like they did at the end of the game uh, the other night. And they'll be fine. The Heat are a different story, but we'll worry about them if we get there. Um, Dylan, anything on NBA? No, I mean, the Celtics just mollywhopped 76ers. I think they win this series handily. Tuck? Celtics in five. Anything else from around the league you want to touch um, on? Yeah, this, so I know I'm a Celtics fan. I think this is not going to be a good series. I genuinely believe it. I'm not even sure this is the series I want to watch the most. Um, the Lakers-Warrior series is going to be awesome. Like, it's just 2016 finals. It's kind of like, it feels like the last time for these two. I hate both these teams. LeBron's playing great. See, I don't think the Warriors are that hateable anymore. Now that, like, I don't know. I hate Draymond. I think the Lakers aren't the most hateable. I think that the Warriors aren't as hateable anymore because they've gotten a little bit older. I know they won last year, but... They don't feel like the same team this year, which I'm, maybe that'll bite me in the ass. They will. But, they are still a very good team. And then the, the Lakers, ever since the Grizzlies, have kind of become more likable. I hate, the, I hate well. the Lakers. I still hate LeBron. Yeah, so I love this series. I just think this series is fun. Hate them both. It's fun. Hate them both. But you don't think the series, like, I feel like it's must-watch television. Yeah. I, I've seen enough of LeBron and Steph Curry to last me a lifetime, so... Cam, you said um, Curry wins the series. He overtakes LeBron for the GOAT? No, I just asked the question. I'm, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I, I've never had a problem with the Lakers. I, wanna, I do like want a Lakers-Celtics-LeBron final. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I want, I want um, anything but that tray. I'm not scared of LeBron. I'm, I'm really not. I would be oh, yeah, because history of the Celtics versus LeBron has gone so well in the playoffs. They haven't played him in years, A. B, I'm much more afraid of Steph Curry. I'd rather, I, if I want an easy win, then I'd rather play like the Suns or who the hell are they playing? The Warriors playing? are not the team that they were last year. I don't like the Warriors. They're scary. They can get hot, and then all of a sudden they're up by 30. On the road. All of the a sudden, Lakers they are up by 30. The Lakers... The Lakers best series in, in five. Lakers are dysfunctional. Uh, LeBron will fall apart in the garden. He'll claim no, racism. They won't. He'll, cl- Lakers- he'll claim racism and fall apart. It's what will happen. Yeah, because that's LeBron when he plays in the garden. He falls apart. When's the last time oh, we lost a series to LeBron? 2018 when Jason Tatum didn't have any hair on his plums? Jason Tatum didn't have any... Have any he, he hadn't hit puberty yet the last time they beat us. LeBron beat us. I'm not scared of LeBron anymore. I want to beat him. If we want to, if we want to sun LeBron and win an NBA championship, I think that would be awesome. All right, the Garden will fall apart before LeBron falls apart in the Garden. That's probably true. The facts. Um, Anyway, uh, the Heat are an absolute mess right now. They are somehow winning. They beat the Bucks in five. They won their first game against the Knicks. Got tied up last night. Jimmy did not play last night which is why we lost. Um, he's questionable for game two. He is, uh, he got hurt bad. High ankle sprain, I think, or just an ankle sprain. Tyler Hero's still got a broken hand. He won't be back to the finals should we make it. Gabe Vincent, um, Kevin Love, who's 50. Um, Martin, something Martin. Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, 
Duncan uh, Williams. Seven undrafted players on the Heat combined for 72 points. They're, do- they're dogs, dude. I'm scared they of them. They are just absolute dogs. And I know we'll win this series because the Knicks are irrelevant and have no business being here. Nobody wants them to be here. Um, although Madison Square Garden is electric. I will give them that. Um, so I think, um, as for that, the Heat win the series, they'll play the Celtics probably. Uh, and then the Warriors, like, I got to give LeBron his flowers. Uh, he's, he's still got it. Granted, it was against Dylan Brooks, but then uh, he also put on a performance last night beating the Warriors in game one in in Oakland. Is that where they are? No, they're in uh, San Francisco now. Um, <sighs> I think the, the Warriors are doomed. They cannot win on the road, and they could not afford to drop a game at home, so... As for the other series, the Nuggets Suns, that's stupid. I think that's a stupid I'm, series. I'm so, like, just out on the both those teams. Don't give one iota of a crap about either of them. I think the Suns win it. Uh, probably. Um, all right. Let's move on to our list. Aptly, we are going to cover the biggest chokes in sports history. Now, this is... I think we're going on like specific events slash teams. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Not like, not like the greatest chokers of all time being the Bruins. Just like, oh, this team yeah. blew this, so they are choked. This is a huge choke. Okay. Moments, seasons. Moments, seasons, multiple seasons. Uh, just it, keep it within like a few years of each other. If you're going to like do the Bills, which I'm sure will come up, like that counts. But don't be like the Bills all time. Just that, that you know, that streak. Um, all right, Cam, you are leading us with eight points. You'll go first. Then we have Dylan, then Tucker, then myself with zero points. Uh, go ahead, Cam. All right, let's go. I, um, I will go ahead and get myself out of the way so you guys can't do it to me. My personal opinion and my recollection opinion is, um, the greatest choke of all time. 2004, ALCS, the Yankees blow a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox. I remember it vividly. I was sad about it. I was so do fun I. Of um, it's the biggest choke in sports. And it was a series, so there's different, there's different levels to this, as you guys will see. In terms of a series... That's the biggest choke there ever was. Never happened before, never happened since. Hard to argue that. So we're snaking it? Yeah, you're good, Dill. All right, I'm, I'm going to take the Bruins then, number two. Wow. This this week. Uh, best regular season NHL, uh, you know, regular season ever. Uh, playing the, the last seed to come in. Uh, win two games um, on the road to come back and lose three straight after not losing three straight in the entire season, I think. If it happened, it happened maybe once. And just, you know, falling to pieces, not learning, not, not knowing how to play the game anymore. Goalies look terrible. Team looked terrible. I'm putting them at number one for me because it's going to be taken before. I come back around. A little bit of recency bias. Um, Tucker. Yeah, I am taking 
28 to 3. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, need this one to be on the list. Great. I just wanted the Brewers one on my list. Really pumped that this fell to me. I, I had it on my list, but kind of just expected it not to make it to me. So I'm happy about it. Uh, Trey, what did you say about the Bills? About, like, the example with the Bills? I said don't do, like, oh, the Bills franchise. Do, like, the Bills losing the Super Bowls. All, of, all those gotcha. Super Bowls. Okay. Uh, all right, my pick, incredibly shocked this one fell to me. This would have been my probably my first pick, 18-1. and one. I mean, um, yes, the Yankees are probably worse, but the chance at the perfect season, the massive, massive favorites that they were, um, just a chance to cement your legacy forever as an all-time great team, um, blown on a fluke play and your inability to play defense when it mattered most. I think that's got to be one of the greatest chokes of all time. And I remember that one. That one was tough. Cried hard. Um, my next one, I'm between a couple. Um, I, I'm going to go... Screw it. I'm going to go Buckner. Um, Red Sox hadn't won a World Series and. 60-something years at this point, maybe 70 years. No, 60-something, 50-60 years at this time. Finally, you know, are on the cusp. Really comes down to the wire. Buckner's banged up at first. Ball goes right through his legs. Mets end up taking the game, taking the series. Um, Yeah, all-time shameful moment in sports history. Buckner has been more accepted, but for a long time, just couldn't show his face in town. So uh, I'll go Bill Buckner for my second pick. Big joke. Make the play. Tuck, back to you. Um, I'm going to go with what I think, Bill, you're overlooking when you're thinking about the Celtics, 3-1, greatest team of all time. Bruins, but go ahead. Bruins, sorry, is the Warriors. Yeah, that was I, that was my toss-up between. I should greatest NBA team of all time, 73-9. and nine. At least they made the final. And then had a 3-1 lead in the finals and choked it. I mean, that's probably my, you know, I'd say that's up there with the biggest choke jobs of all time. Uh, Dill. Um, I'm going to go with 2003 Cubs. Steve Bartman. Damn it, Steve, Steve Bartman. Bartman. Uh, which a lot of people don't remember because that was like the pivotal part. You know, the Cubs were up, what were they, three to zero, five outs away. Um, so Steve Bartman reaches over, that screws up and out, and then, that, but like minutes later, a ground ball straight to the shortstop, Alex Gonzalez just boots it. Um, and you know, the rest is history. So, I mean, that is an absolute joke cemented in, in Cubs lore, uh, and the Cubs in general also just, you know, having the longest drought of championship in MLB history, maybe in all sports. I I don't know, but, uh, yeah, tough to swallow there in Chicago. Cameron, two picks for you. I will stick with 2003 baseball, but I'll go to the other side of the table. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, you guys got us the year after, but the year previous, we were up 5-2. ALCS game seven. And Aaron Boone walks up to the plate. Um, remember visibly, vividly, my uh, brother and father, who were Red Sox fans, left the house for the <laughs> night. And they slept in the camper that was parked in the driveway. I fell asleep before the end of that game. I watched in my living room. Yeah, but um, that was when the rivalry was fun. I'll tell you that. It was. That was a good era. Um, let's see what I got next. I got that. I got that. Could just go with the Yankees this whole entire time, can I? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, let's go with... I think... I'm going to go with uh, the 2013 Bruins. Um, against the Blackhawks. A lot of Boston in these lists. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, I, I remember watching this, and I was in North Carolina with Bailey Catella, and we're watching the end of the Bruins game, and we don't really care too much, but, you know, they're Bruins fans, and a blink of an eye, I think there was a minute and a half left, they were up by one, and then they were tied, and then with, like, a minute left, they were no longer winning the game, and it was three to two Blackhawks, uh, Final minute and a half, I think they scored two goals or final 30 seconds or something, and uh, ended up losing. That was the third period. So I remember watch, the ones that I watched basically you know, was, uh, or watching person who was close to home. Uh, Dill. Um, to be frank with you, I did not get this list ready because I thought we were just doing. When do you teams. ever have a list ready? We we have lists. A lot of times, early. I do, time we put the list out to today, and I'm working. I work hard. I ain't got yeah, no time. Yeah, Yep. Um, what time do you get out? You play Mario Kart. I got out, and then I had to go loser me. I lost my license plate. I had to go search for it for an hour and a half. Ended up finding it, so I guess. Got home at eight thirty. I got home eight, and then. I had I had 45 minutes, and I'm sorry I didn't look at the list. Um, so I'm going to go number three. I'm going to go um, – oh, shit. What's the guy's name? Um, to win the World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers hit a walk-up home run against Dennis Eckersley in the uh, – Yeah, I – not. What, was he on the not, A's at that point? It's not Brent um, – the he guy was with no old legs. as two, hell. Two, he couldn't run two, the bases. Two knee surgery. Yeah. What's his freaking name? Um, anyway, uh, actually threw up an absolute hanger. Guy pinch hit. What's his stupid name? I can picture him rounding second I base. I see his stupid face. Is it Kirk Gibson? Kirk Gibson. Is that it? That sounds right. Um, yeah, pinch hitter. Yeah, yeah. Gibson. Yeah. yeah. With no legs. Whoever the other two. Could barely hobble around the... He the was literally was limping as he ran, pumping his arm. Absolute joke job by Dennis. Um, that one sticks in my brain. Uh, good way to lose a lose a World Series. I, I, that that was the only walk off in, in in Major League history until recently, I think. Did the Blue Jays not walk off when they went back to back? 
that was one that that was the that was one of them. So maybe there was only two. Tuck. I can't remember. For my third, I have the Bills losing four championships in a row. Yeah, that's tough. They get Super Bowl four times in a row and losing each one. Yeah, it's, that had to make the list. Um, all right, my number three, I am going with the 2010 Bruins. So they oh, make another that was next one. They make another appearance on the list, up 3-0 to the Flyers, and um, then up. 3-0 lead in Game 7, um, and the Flyers came all the way back, not just to win the game, but to win the series. Uh, big old choke job from our beloved Bruins, the biggest chokes in sports. My number four is going to be the Fab Five at Michigan. Damn it, that was my other one. Um, they get to the final. Chris Weber forgets how to count, calls a timeout, turnover, lose the game. Um, best bas- college basketball team of all time, arguably. Uh, best collection of college basketball players on the same team, and they blew it because Chris Ober had a brain fart. Big choke. Tucker? Uh, my number four is the 1993 Monstars of 66 to 13 on the Toon Squad. What about the newest yeah. movie, though? Because they were up like a million to nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that one was too unrealistic. I'm going with the Monstars from 1993. Coming back to get in there. From went down sixty six to eighteen to one seventy eight seventy seven. Absurd. Uh Dill. Um I'm gonna go with um Oh god, what Super Bowl was that? Uh fifty forty Nine. Oh, oh, Russell Wilson. Russell 40, Wilson. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Uh, yeah. Um, That's a good one. I didn't think about Malcolm that. Malcolm Butler with the interception down the goal line. I mean, that's an absolute choke. Who's the Super Bowl? Choke from the play calling. Choke from the throw. Big choke job all around. Cam, final picks. All right. Oh, let's go with. Um, so there's a couple I can go with in football. I kind of want to just put this on there because it's recency bias, but the Chargers did what the Chargers did. That's tr- that was here. crazy. It was absolutely worthy of mentioning again so recently um, because it happened to the Jaguars. And the Jaguars um, are, are a mockery or have been for a very long time. And the Chargers are also a mockery, so they were just battling out of who could be the worst. Um, and the Jaguars pulled it off in the end. The ultimate choke job from the Chargers, who not to mention, you know, had the offense rookie of the year, the best team on paper, um, supposed to be this hot team, and then they just lost to them. Chargers are a choke job. Um, then I'm going to go back to the Yankees and... The, uh, also, honorable mention that Tucker kind of took the, all the bills out of the out of the question for those four years. I was going to say why, right? Um, the bills just got Norman missed the field goal against the Giants, but um, so Mariano Rivera, 2001 World Series, could do no wrong. That man, you know what? 
it wasn't that technically his fault pitching. Um, Mariano making the list twice. Mariano did let up bat on ball, but his ultimate failure was throwing the ball not in the direction of Derek Jeter when he was on second. Uh, ultimately led to the Diamondbacks coming from a 2-1 deficit in the bottom of the ninth to win the World Series in a walk-off. It wasn't a home run. It was a walk-off. Uh, Dill? Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, I know you said this, but I got to go with it anyway. I'm going to go Toronto Maple Leafs. Just, just choking all the time. Just getting into the playoffs, being a good team, um, and just losing first round. I think they. I don't know how many times they made it into the playoffs from, but from like 1995 or something to last year, 2022, they had every time they made it to the playoffs, they lost in the first round. Just choking in the playoffs consistently every season. Tuck. Uh, yeah, my number five. Can't believe it fell this far. I have uh, Anakin Stroke on Padme. Ooh, two cop-out <laughs> picks. Also, honorable mention, the artichoke. I think definitely deserves a spot. One funny pick is acceptable. Two is just spitting in the face of the list. <laughs> Uh, all right, I got a couple options. I'm going to go with Brett Favre 2009 NFC Championship game. Um, Brett Favre, all his career, made stupid interceptions by throwing the ball back across his body. Vikings had it in their hands. Don't know why they were passing. Makes a stupid interception. Saints go on to kick a field goal and win the game. Just kind of a, encapsulated Brett Favre's career, all-time choke, hold on to the ball, and uh, you don't lose. So my other honorable mention was the 2018 Georgia Bulldogs. Um, you're up 13-0, and you forced their starting quarterback out of the game. Tua comes in, takes over. You lose in overtime. Unacceptable. Uh, all right. Solid list. I feel like I had another that I thought of today that I left off. but I had my hand again. Yeah, it's a regular season game. It's not that huge of a choke. The other one yeah. I had was Music City Miracle, but uh, with the Bills. Yeah. 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 That was a forward pass, 100%. How yeah. about the the Bills beating, was it the the Oilers? It's like the biggest comeback yeah, ever. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a playoff Frank game. Frank it's a backup yeah. quarterback, too, right? I think it was Frank Reich. Yeah, it was Frank Reich. Because Jim Kelly was out. Um, Lace is out. <laughs> Ace Ventura, biggest choke. It um, was Frank Warren Moon. Uh, all right, movie. There's something about Mary. Cam watched it. Did you, Cam? Yes, I'm on the, I'm on the Mary train. Did anyone else watch it? it? I also watched it. I watched it. All right, full, yeah. full board. Dylan, lead us off. Um... This is a great movie, and I haven't watched this since I was maybe like 14, uh, so it's good to be back. Uh, ben Stiller, funny. Uh, best scene is the uh, the hairdo incident, 
by a million. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's like a, there was a certain era of like what 1990s comedies that were like, had their own sort of style and, and this fits into it. Um, they don't make movies like this anymore. Um, you have to have some like, uh, appreciation for like, um, secondhand embarrassment to watch this type of movie. Like you, like you kind of cringe at it, but you keep watching cause you're like, this is funny, but I also like hate it at the same time. Um, but all in all, it's a good movie. Um, I'll score it. I'll give it a seven, four. Tuck? I had never seen this movie before. Really? So it was, it was something different for me. I mean, it was fun. It did like have that like 90s vibe to comedy. Honestly, though, um, the hairdo scene was my favorite. The bathroom with high school Ben Stiller was <laughs> this is my the favorite. best. Yeah. I think it's the I best opening it. to a movie ever. Yeah. Going into that, I thought that this entire show movie was just going to be teenage Ben Stiller. Like that's what I thought I was getting myself into. I didn't realize that there was going to be a 15 year flash forward. Like, oh, this is what like young Ben Stiller did, and they're just going to try and play him off as a high schooler this entire movie. And thank God it wasn't because I was I was annoyed at the point. I'm like, these people don't look like high schoolers. Like this is ridiculous. But uh, great movie, honestly. Um, the end of the day, don't really see why she didn't end up with Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I I don't really see her logic. Football movie. Um, being like, eh, I'd movie. be more happy with you. Like I get it, you're a 49. Go with Brett Favre rather than a failed writer. Brett Favorer. Score? Uh, honestly, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it a 7-7. Seven, seven. Cameron? Yeah. Um, so going back to the, the hair situation, when I first ever saw it was uh, a couple years ago, but I did see that one part of the movie that I was a really little kid. I didn't know what it was from until I watched it again. And when I was a little kid, I just did, could not understand from life to me why it was so funny. I did not understand why people were laughing, why that was a joke, why her hair was sticking up. Aha, she dropped gel on her jacket or something, whatever, and she put it in her hand. Um, I now understand the reference, obviously. Side note, Brett Favre was the third option. Um, really? Yep, it was Steve Young, Drew Bledsoe, and then Brett Drew Bledsoe passed? Are you kidding me? Yep. What the hell? He, passed, he was too busy training to try to be brave. No wonder he um, didn't work out. Huh. So that's a fun fact. And obviously he was the second choice for mayor. But um, I, I like this movie a lot. I forgot how like really stupid and common, uh, stupid comedy it was. It's like when, like, I, when you think of it, it's not that. It's like, oh, it's a rom com, but it's like very. It's not spoof, but it's got that that like vibe to it. I don't know if you guys understand. Yeah, I do. A little too outside of reality to be real. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. It's not a normal thing. I thought it was really, really, uh, 
more normal. But um, I like this movie. I think it's funny. Definitely '90s, very colorful, bright. Um, I think I think what is his name? Norman um, Tucker. Yeah, the crutches guy. Yeah. Plot twist. Holy plot twist. Um, don't think anyone saw that coming. I actually did kind of see the Tucker thing coming. Because it's your name. <laughs> yeah. All of them are uh, I'm going to go with Dylan. 7-4. I go 7-2. Yep. 7 what? 7-2. Okay. Seven, two. Seven, two. Yeah, uh, I, I love this movie. I had seen the beginning, like the high school scene when I was a kid, and then the ending. I watched it like i don't know four years ago and saw the whole thing cam's right the twists are all over the place i mean you don't expect you know the pi to go for you don't expect tucker to be norman you don't expect woogie to show up at the end you don't expect <laughs> brett favor to walk through the door woogie i like woogie the murderer part two when he's explaining like the situation of picking up the hitchhiker and it just sounds like he aided in the murder was fantastic it's a funny movie. I mean, several ridiculous scenes, some flashes of, of some crazy stuff like the uh, Frankenbeans and, and then the, the old lady being topless, um, the dog going nuts. There's a ton of classic moments. Could do without the singers. Don't really understand their part, but it was funny at the end when they get shot and, and the other guy's obsessed with Mary. I feel like all of us have had a Mary at some point in our life. Um and maybe some of us ended up with our Mary. Some, maybe some of us didn't. But um, I love this movie. I think it's extremely funny. I'm going to go 8-1. Um, classic Ben Stiller. We're now two Ben Stillers in a row. Um, so he's clearly, you know, he's had some hits and he's had some misses. Aggregate score of 7-6 for something about Mary. Um, let's see. Dylan, I believe you're up for movie. Oh, boy. Wait, right. no, no, you're not. Uh, who picked Longest Yard? Uh, Tucker, you're up. I didn't pick... Did I pick... No, I picked Inception. Interstellar. I mean, uh, Interstellar. Cam, Cam had Parent Trap. So it's Cam. We've screwed up the order somewhere, but... Is it me? Yeah, it's you. Because it was Parent Trap, oh, Interstellar, yeah. Mona Contact, Mary. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am at 4%, 3% battery and dying. All right. I'm Morgan. outside, losing service. Um, honey, I shrunk the kids. Classic. Favorite place to go to when I was a kid in Disney Another was classic. their uh, the little Honey I Shrunk the Kids playpen. There, everything's giant. Oh yeah, awesome. Giant shoe. Yeah. Giant coffee. Ant. Big ant. Yeah. Big autograph. I just forgot how to spell shrunk. It took me four times to try. All right, that's our show. Uh, long episode, lot to cover, but uh, we'll be back into just the standard NHL, uh, NBA, MLB talk next week. Um, but Thanks for being wasted with us, and we will see you next week. So long. See ya. See ya.